Creativity Costs We Make, the podcast about making creativity and why we do what we do as makers and creatives. I'm your host, Vincent Ferrari. Joining me as always, my good friend and co-host, Mr. Ethan Carter. What's up, Vincent? How you doing, man? Uh, did you have to dig a tunnel to your front door to get to the show tonight, my friend? It's it's funny. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm knocking on wood. Uh, it hasn't been that bad. We're, I think we're right below the line. So at one point, at one point we were supposed to be around uh, 5 to 12 inches, which is a wide range anyways. Um, and I think we're, right now we've got about, we probably got about three inches. So I definitely have to get, get out there tomorrow and, and stuff like I that. Can't but yeah. open my, I can't open my front door. That's what I've heard. I, I have a couple of coworkers that are in New York or Long Island area and yeah, it's, it's, it's so bad. Oh. It is so, I can't open my front door. There's easily, and I'm not exaggerating. I'm not being hyperbolic. There's easily 20 inches of snow outside. I, right I believe it. Yeah. I mean, that, you, you hear about the people out West. I mean, again, anytime you're measuring things by feet instead of inches. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm knock on wood. Uh, we might've skirted this one, but we're still supposed to get really bad wind. So, and, we, and as you know, Vincent, I lose power like nobody. So. Um, well, so. I hope that happens. I hope that happens tomorrow because if it happens tonight, it's going to yeah. be very yeah, if, if I just drop off, guys, <laughs> it's the storm. So, uh, it's it's I I get in that this mindset where I just I I it's funny. I make fun of the older people in my neighborhood who get really panicky. They don't leave the house, but they still get really nervous around snow. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you people are crazy. And then I look outside. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to deal with this. Like, oh my my truck, my truck. You know, I pickup truck, you know, I'm not driving some, mm-hmm. I'm not driving a Honda Civic here. My pickup truck, it's about a quarter of the way up my yeah. driver's side door in my driveway. Brutal. And I'm like, this is just going to be just horrific to clean up. Yep. <laughs> I don't even want to think about it. At least today I work from home. I'll probably be working from home tomorrow and I'll intersperse some uh, quality shoveling time tomorrow. Oh, that's the worst. And yeah. we, we have a long driveway too, which is like, it's a long driveway. It's slanted and it's like an old driveway. So it's like, uh, like there's, you know, the roots, tree roots are like bumping it up. So we have a snowblower, but the thing is just like, it's, it's, it's miserable. You're just plowing into hills yeah, by, exactly. under, over roots. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You. So oh, man. not going to be fun, but yeah, it could have been worse for us. So I'm, I'm thankful for that, but yeah, not going to wood. Uh, we don't lose power while we're recording the podcast. So <laughs> I knew, I knew it was bad last night when I'm starting, when we were, um, I was sitting there and, Beth went to her parents last night, so I was home by myself. Me and Tom were watching TV, and he's sitting in my lap, and all of a sudden, the wind just out of nowhere just started, and I was like, "Uh uh-oh, here we go, and then you just start seeing, you just look outside, and I couldn't see the trees in my front yard anymore, and I'm like, holy crap, that's already starting, (laughs) and by the time I went to bed, like there was no hint of street or or walkway in front of my house. It was like, oh, boy, here we go. (laughs) Yeah, you know. The weather. What are you going to do, right? Exactly. So about that weather. No. (laughs) We got lots of weather these days. So funny. Is that what happens when you get older? You just start talking about the weather all the freaking time? I think so. I think so. Yeah. Eh, What else are you going to talk about? Well, you know what we're going to talk about. What are we going to talk about, Ethan? We have a guest. Do we? We do. (laughs) We do. So I have mentioned our guest on at least I know at least once because I'm pretty sure and I'd have to go back and check but I'm pretty sure and Ethan you might be able to remember also yeah. I'm pretty sure I made her channel my thing of the week one week. I think you did and I think you've mentioned her I've definitely mentioned a her couple, a couple times yeah other outside of that so yeah so just a little background on me so you understand why I love her channel so much um 
in 2018, in May, I lost my job of 20 years. I was basically the IT person for a cellular phone company. And I lost my job. 20 freaking years I lost my job. All right, that sucks. Um, I got a gig at another company, and the gig in that other company was nothing like what I was doing in the prior company. Like, I wasn't going to be there to do IT. I was there to do online sales through Amazon, Newegg, Walmart, and all that. But I was also there, and this I don't know what possessed me to say yes to this job offer. But maybe it was just like I knew the people, and it's was like, all right, at least I'll be comfortable. But it was to design product packaging, which you all know that's my day job. I design product packaging. And it was like, oh, well, if you're going to design product packaging, you know, the uh, requirements from the manufacturers is that, oh, yeah, you're going to have to give us vector files. And I'm like, oh, crap. That means I have to really get to know Adobe Illustrator. (laughs) And I did not know a damn thing about Illustrator. So for basically the last couple of years, I've been learning Adobe Illustrator from zero. And I don't mean from a, a point where I didn't know that much. I mean from literal zero. <laughs> like I knew what the tools did kind of because they're similar to tools in Photoshop. That was the only reason I knew anything about it. Recently, I've been really trying to up my knowledge level on things like Illustrator and Photoshop and InDesign, the three apps I use the most. And I came across a YouTube channel called Graphic Design How To. And when I tell you that she has one of the absolute greatest teaching styles I've ever seen in YouTube videos. Like, and I, I legitimately mean that I am a, I'm a huge fan of someone who can take these dense topics and demonstrate everything and not make them like 45 minute long videos. Well, and, and make it, make it accessible for someone mm-hmm. who doesn't know anything. I mean, I th- in, and we'll get into it, but that that's what I've recognized as well. Vincent is watching the videos. I there's, I've watched, I've watched a lot of them mm-hmm. and some of them, I don't even like the, they've lost me, you know, 10 seconds in Mm -hmm. and and to make it accessible, but also meaningful and, uh, and educational at the same time is really, it's a, that's a talent. So, so now that we've made her blush 30 shades (laughs) of red, let's introduce our guest Anne from graphic design. How to hi, Anne. Hi guys. Thank you so much for having me. It is, it is an absolute pleasure to finally get to talk to you and to share the amazing way that you teach with our listeners. I mean, well, you have you absolutely so saved my butt a thousand <laughs> times. I'm not even exaggerating. One of the videos, I think I told you in my email um, when I first asked you to be on the show, but you did a video. I forgot what it Oh, it was um, the expand and expand appearance video that you did. Okay. And when yeah. you did that video, I had been struggling with something in Illustrator that I was designing and I could not figure it out. And I realized that that was the key. And I went from a week working on it to not really getting it to you You made that video and I literally opened my Surface Pro in my lap, in my living room while I was watching that video and problem solved. And I was like, yeah, this is just amazing. <laughs> well, that is awesome to hear. <laughs> so you are a graphic designer. I'm assuming you do it. Um, I'm assuming that's your day job or are you a YouTuber full-time or what's the, um, what is your um, job situation look like? Well, right now I'm working from home and I do some freelance, but I really do mostly Etsy, YouTube and like Skillshare classes. Cool. Oh, so you're, I didn't know you were a teacher. See, this is, I love this. So you're a teacher on Skillshare also. Yeah, and Udemy, but they're the same classes on both. So I just put them on gotcha. both sites. So 
the question I have, obviously, you know, I want to get to know, we want to get to know you a little bit, but the question is, the first question I have to ask is, what made you decide to, because if you're going to make content, right, you can make content in a lot of different ways. You can, you you could basically just actually make the stuff and just put it out there, but you've taken the path of being basically an educator. And I'm just curious as to what inspired that and how that's been for you. And, you know, are you enjoying it? Is it something you want to keep pursuing or is it just, you know, something that you enjoy doing on the side? Um, When I first started, it was because I was watching other YouTube videos and Mm -hmm. I was like, why are they doing it this way? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) I don't understand, you know, and and some people I mean, there are tons of really great YouTube creators out there. But, you know, I was just not being able to get my question answered in the way I wanted it to be answered. And so that's why I decided to do it. I was like, I know how to teach this, I think, because I used to be a trainer uh, way back when. And uh, yeah, so that's really the main reason is I kind of saw a gap between what I wanted to see on YouTube and what actually existed. It's that's a great I'll tell you what, that's the best motivation ever, Um, especially when it's like. I I see this all the time. Um, I watched <laughs> I watched a cut a guy. <sighs> One of the main things I do is make cutting boards. It just happened to be the niche that my business has fallen into. And I watched a guy do what he called cutting board one hundred and one, and I was raging at my screen. I'm like, that is not how you do that. Why are you doing it that way? And then I started realizing a couple of things. And one of them was, well, maybe it's just because he he's only made like a couple in his life. He doesn't have processes set up. But it is funny when you you know something really well and you watch someone doing it poorly. It's almost impossible to just sit there quietly and watch. I think it's like, this is not going to do it for me. I know it's not. So I would just go on to the next one. And, you know, I eventually find a good one, but they're kind of few and far between at that point. So I I think there's something to be said for that. I mean, there's, there's a difference between knowing how to do it and being able to teach how to do it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I think that's, often the struggle on YouTube is there's experts, right? They're, they, they, they are proficient at what they're doing. It's, it's not that they're not good at what they're doing, but right. they're not good at teaching what they're doing. And, uh, you know, and then I think there's people that are less knowledgeable that are better at teaching that. Uh, and that's not your case at all. But I mean, but I mean that like in the sense of there's a, a skill level of being able to teach and, sure, sure. you know, and, and, and teaching. I, Teaching is not commensurate with knowledge. It's just not. Like you have to, you can have all the knowledge in the world and have no ability to teach it to anybody. Right. I guess that's my point. But, yeah. But when you, but I think you have both of those because I, I, I have watched a lot of uh, tutorials on, on, you know, on, not on Illustrator, but on, uh, as we talked about before, I, I use the Affinity Suite and I've watched a ton of them and some of them, I, I'm just so lost from the second they get going and I'm just like, all right, well maybe that's because I don't have the skill set. And then I see other ones or I watch your videos, which aren't even on the same software, but they're so much more attainable and, and approachable. And, and I learn it, even though it's not the exact same software, I learn way more from your videos. Well, thank you so much. I think part of that too is like sometimes, and I do this too, is you're so far into the program and you know it so so well that you forget what people mm. don't know. Right. You know? Mm. Like it's been yeah. like 15, 20 years since I learned. 
So I have to really like put myself back in a place where, oh my gosh, you know, this isn't going to be something they know. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that is hard to do. It's kind of hard. Well, <laughs> Sometimes that's I fail. That's interesting, though. I mean, I think that sometimes that benefits the person that doesn't know as much. If you're not as if you're not as introspective as you are, right, it benefits the person that doesn't know as much because they are more basic. But the best part, the best angle is if you do know that and you can recognize that, right, and you can put yourself back into that those shoes of not knowing everything. Right. I'm going through that with After Effects right now where like... These people are moving too fast for me. <laughs> <laughs> Everything in After Effects feels too fast for me. I don't know what it is. I, I don't even just, know what After Effects is. So it's so it's basically um, motion graphics. Um, yeah. Use it to do like all the cool motion graphics and the whiz bang stuff that people do on their videos. Okay. And I just I have tried I've tried that and I've also tried um, what's the Apple one for Final Cut? Is it Motion? Is that the other one that I, don't I just know can't? That one. I just have a complete mental block. Like I can't. I don't know why I can't wrap my head around either one. And I'm just like, I watch tutorials and it's like, oh, it's very easy. We're just going to start by doing this. And I'm like, wait, 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 why'd you click? Wait, I'm already yes. lost. I don't even, you made the first click. I'm already lost. <laughs> it's like um, words that you don't, you never heard of. I'm going to do this thing, this word. I'm like, I don't know. We're going to set up a new stage. Wait, you're going to what? What? What oh, are you yeah, doing? That's exactly. Where's the new stage button? I don't know what you're talking about. Speak English. <laughs> <laughs> So, so much. So, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say. So that. So that's kind of how you got started. Is you saw these videos and you're like, they're not doing it right. That got you started. So yeah. So what? So what went from there to making the videos? And what? Like how? I mean, how far back did you start? Because I mean, you have a t- you have so many videos. I I couldn't believe how many when I looked back at your feet, uh, your YouTube channel. I think I started in 2017 and I was doing one a week. And the re- really the whole reason I did that is because I heard that that's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> <laughs> one a week, do one a week and yeah, never miss and always publish them on the same day. So I did that. Um, so that's why I have so many. But at the end of November, I think, of last year, I started doing three a week. Oh, wow. <laughs> and that that's a struggle, man. <laughs> I, I, I can't do one a month. <laughs> oh I, I worry that the content is kind of slipping because of the time, you know, it takes to make them and stuff. Well, I, so I was going to ask one of the things I was dying to ask you, because I noticed when you switched, by the way. Oh, you did? And, oh, cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, OK, I got to know. And I'm kind of glad because I can actually literally just ask you now. How do you come up with the topics you're going to do? Because I can imagine, I know that the one thing I love about Illustrator is the one thing most people hate about Illustrator is there's usually 50 ways to do something. It's a gigantic program. Like you don't even, you open it up and it looks very simple because you have a toolbox, a couple of palettes on the right, and then a window to draw on. And I don't think people realize just how deep you can go down rabbit holes with Illustrator. Right. Um, and I know I'm only, I know I keep saying Illustrator, you teach a lot of other stuff. You teach Photoshop, you teach InDesign, you teach, um, you're starting to teach Procreate. I um, do, but Illustrator is really my. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's how I found, I found you as an Illustrator um, teacher. So that's kind of how I associate you. Oh, that's but totally fine. <laughs> how do that. you, how do you like, how do you come up with topics to make a video? Because I mean, I could look at features and go, is that going to make a video that's worth teaching? And, you know, you seem to manage to 
plug a lot of information into videos of, you know, some, even some things I'm like, I can't even believe she was able to make a video about that, but I learned like five new things right. in that five minute video. So mm-hmm. how do you come up with the topics for your videos and what you're going to teach about on any given day? Well, um, I've got a Facebook group and it's, it's like an illustrator help group. Okay. So people are always writing in, I don't know what to do. I've got this problem. They, they share screenshots and stuff. And I'm like, I don't think I have a video about this yet. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of it, it comes from Facebook groups. Gotcha. I love that. You, um, you must be, you must love the one thing I love about Illustrator in the last, I don't know, it feels like the last six months to a year is the updates have been very, very, very big and very, very frequent. Yeah. I think Adobe's doing a, I know that people don't like the idea of paying for software, but I also feel like if you're paying that $54 a month for the suite, you should get, you're getting a lot of value every few months. You're getting new features that are just like, Whoa, this is awesome. (laughs) Yeah. They're like, uh, and I think this is, part of their strategy too is they want to outdate CS6 so much (laughs) that people will jump onto the CC, which I understand that, but I put it off as long as possible. (laughs) Oh yeah, I totally did. I've I've been on CC since I think also 2017. It had to be more recent than that because some of my videos from back then were on CS6 still. But, um, yeah, I think that uh, that's a good strategy. Keep the customers happy, you know? <laughs> yeah, I, I even like, so one of the things that changed everything, and I'm, you know, I know you have a, an iPad, but one of the things that changed everything for me was um, Illustrator on the iPad. Like, it yes. is absolutely fantastic. It is. I'm still getting the hang of it. I'm actually going to try to teach a class about that. Oh, good. But yes. I have not even really started you know, oh. because it's, it's so much different. And I'm like, I need to do this thing, but I don't think I can do it here. You know? So, I mean, so. I, I think everyone that uh, listens knows I do, all, I do everything on my iPad. Now I have an iPad pro. I do all my video wow. editing and everything on it. Um, and it, and I a hundred percent understand that that is not for everyone. Right. But the thing that I, I went from day one on it, so I'm not, like I'm not going from a large screen with a mouse and everything. I'm to in a small iPad with my pen, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. Right. But it is, it's, but so if outside of that, it is a really powerful uh, tool. I mean, you can do a ton of stuff on that, especially with the pencil now and stuff like that. So I'm excited. I think, I think that'd be a really cool uh, avenue for you to tackle. I, and I haven't seen a ton of that either. No, I I saw um, Caleb Gagne has since it came out has been every once in a while he'll drop another video about you know and why you need to be using it and um, yeah it just I, I it changed every, like I went out so I have a Surface Pro and I thought all right the the pen integration with that is kind of just basically a glorified mouse and I'm like all right well what how good is Illustrator going to be and I watched. Um, I'm pretty sure it was Caleb Gagne's first video, or maybe it was Will Patterson did a video about it when it first dropped. And I'm just like, holy crap, I need that in my life. And I need that in my life like now, like now, now, now. And I went that night and I bought another, a new iPad because I had an iPad, gave it to my wife. And I was like, I don't need this. I have my Surface Pro. I don't, but that Illustrator on the iPad actually got me to buy another iPad 
and go back to you. And wow, I have done some really neat stuff. And now the features are starting to migrate from the iPad to the desktop version of Illustrator. And it's like, oh, wow, they're they're leading with the iPad now. They're not just making features there. So, Well, you guys have really got my you know, interest <laughs> up to continue this class because you know, for me, it's just like I use keyboard shortcuts so much. I don't have a keyboard for my iPad. So that's one thing, one hurdle, you know. Mm. That's something that I learned. I got from you, too, by the way, because I've always used I've I use Illustrator, obviously, for the last couple of years. I've been using it pretty much on a daily basis. And I was a big mouse. Click, 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 click. And through watching your videos, the the muscle memory started to kick in where it's like, Oh yeah, to lock something, it's control two, and to unlock yeah. it, it's control zero. And you start to your hands just, you know, the my favorite keyboard. Don't laugh, but my favorite keyboard shortcut I learned from you was control D. I was like, because mm-hmm. uh, I'm always like going back, like click, click this to turn this white, click this to turn this black, and no, oh look at oh, that. Actually, There's a, I think it's just D, just the oh, letter D. Actually, it is. Yeah, it is just D. You're okay, right. Okay. I was like. Control D. Control D. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> not control. You're right. It is D. See, well, that's even, how even that's the, how fresh it is in my mind. I don't even remember it correctly. I, 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 even the the what is it W right to get the wand to like mm-hmm. yeah like yeah I, I again watching some of your videos and even not being a illustrator or a Photoshop person you you pick up these things and you're just like oh wow that's so simple and it's just like such a like, quick shortcut. Yeah, the shortcuts, I think, are what help you get really, really fast. Right. So if you can learn those shortcuts, man, it just really speeds things up. It's it's friction. Everything that everything that you learn with a program that's as complex as Illustrator is really just about friction reduction. It's about getting rid of the barriers between getting an idea on your from your head onto your screen, right? It's yep. it's the whole I have an idea in my head, and if the tool just bites me at every step at some point i'm just gonna go this is not worth it like this is totally i feel that way about the pen tool by the way (laughs) like i just can't (laughs) i'm learning i'm getting much better with it but yeah i just i can't bring myself to understand it in fact i cheat a lot when i need to do something that has a lot of arcs and curves i tend to start in fusion 360 first because i'm very good at making curves and stuff in fusion 360 i can pretty much get them exactly where i want them and then I take that as an SVG into Illustrator to do everything else. Hey, so, whatever works. Seriously, whatever yeah, I works think, for you. I think that's the that's that's the thing, though, right? It is a matter of like you don't have to be ashamed of the tools you're using. Just use the tool that works and use the hell out of it and get the job done. And that's really all that people care about, anyway. Yeah. At, at the same time, though, I think sometimes it's it's go out there and search and and go look at your channel and say. This is what I'm doing because I'll get, I'll give my really embarrassing uh, example. So I a while back I got uh, there's a free software uh, paint.net which is like it's really really bad. It's like a Photoshop like it's a free software you can download it and and it it does a lot of things. But I know how to do a lot of things in that, so I'll use that and then I'll go to Affinity Designer and and finish it. Right. But I know that everything I'm doing in that one is so much easier in Affinity Designer. If I took the time to search on YouTube and say, how do I do what I'm trying to do in paint.net in Affinity Designer? And I learn it and then I wouldn't have to do those. I wouldn't have to go from one one software to another. Right. 
Right, right. There is that side of it too. One one thing that one thing that you know for people that you know, I know there's some people going, oh, could you stop talking about Illustrator? I get it, I get it, right? Illustrator is not for everybody, but the thing is, if you're into desktop fabrication, digital fabrication, um, basically, if you make anything digitally in any form, or if you start with a digital file, there's a pretty good chance that you've worked with SVG files at some point. I mean, they're they're pretty much the language of everything now. Even before I really understood Fusion, I knew how to bring an SVG file in and extrude it into a 3D shape that I could put on my 3D printer. I mean, it's just, you're constantly using them all the time. And one of the things that I, I wanted to ask you, and I think it was one of the things we talked about in our initial email was, you know, what what can people do? Because when you get into desktop fabrication, one of the one of the things that people tend to do, like especially with 3D printers, right? They go to Thingiverse, they download a thing and they print a thing and that's it. You know, with CNCs, they go to they go or lasers, lasers are probably a better example, like the Glowforge. They go on to like Etsy and they download a vector graphic and they just they basically just print that vector graphic onto with the laser and that's it. That's all, all they ever do. Yep. Um what can people do to kind of get comfortable? Ma- like, how can you break into making your own stuff versus just, you know, spending two bucks and make getting something from somebody else? Like, what what do you think people need to do to get in the mindset that they can actually start creating the stuff that they make themselves? I think the best way to go about it, at least for me, is just to take a class. Like, um, I think, do you know of Daniel Walter Scott? I don't. He is like a big deal on Skillshare. <laughs> okay. He is really amazing. Or Lindsay Marsh. Both of them teach Illustrator in a really good way. So it's really simple, you know, and anyone can pick it up. It's made for beginners. So I would either do that or just start and like draw something out and then figure out how to make it an Illustrator. So you could like scan it in, you know, get it into your computer and place it in Illustrator and then trace that and use the shapes and stuff like that. And anything you don't know how to do, just you get on YouTube and find out. That has been, by the way, that is how I learned pretty yeah. much how to, on the fly. Just bring stuff in and trace it. Or like there have been days the last couple of weeks, because post Christmas, you know, if you're in a business that is consumer facing the month after Christmas is just, it's like tumbleweeds roll down the office, right? There's just nothing going on. So what I've been doing, like consciously doing is I've been said, Ethan's actually probably tired of me sending him. Look what I did today. Look what I did today. But I'll sit there with illustrator and I'll, I'll do the ascent. I'll do the equivalent of doodling where it's like, Oh, okay. Today I'm going to learn how to do. Today I'm going to learn how to make little reflections on these little circles. Like I, did, I drew a daisy on my Instagram, and why did I do it? Well, I figured I could get my arc tool correct. I could get the radial repeat tool correct. I can do coloring correct. It needs a little shape builder in there. I used like twelve tools to make this simple little drawing. I was like, oh, yeah, okay. This is this is this is why artists. You know, I'm not an artist. I don't draw very well. I don't have, you know, I have a sketch pad markers and they basically are collecting dust, right? But it is something to do. It's a thing where people will sit there and it's like, oh, an artist doesn't doodle just to occupy their brain. An artist doodles because they're trying to get forms right and kind of get that kind of stuff correct. And I, I, I never really understood the mechanics of it until I started 
changing the way I thought about the tools I used. Right. I think that is a really good thing too, because, um, you know, if you start a project and you are like doing a little bit and then you get tired of it and you come back in the next day and you just keep doing it day after day, or you start a new project, whatever to use it every day, that really is the key. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And also it helps to, I also think that something that helped me was to kind of find a style that made me happy Hmm. and finding a style that made me happy ended up making me want to imitate that style. Like even, even if it's just, even if it's just imitation, you know, like I, I I always joke with Ethan and the rest of the audience. I'm really into kawaii style stuff. You know, that really cute with the Mm -hmm. two dot eyes and the line smile. Like I'm super (laughs) into it. I love it. I think it's amazing. And I loved like, that was what I was trying to draw. So I did an egg with a smiley on it and I did the daisy that I did. And I've, I've just, I've just been enjoying it. And I guess that that's part of it too, right? To just stop looking at it as learning something and just look at it as just, you're enjoying yourself. You're just having a little fun. Just or try, tinkering. stop trying to be perfect and just try oh, yeah. to have fun. Right. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm pivoting, but I'm interested in, so you mentioned that, you know, you do uh, YouTube, like, and you mentioned Etsy and stuff like that. What, like, so what kind of stuff do you do on Etsy? Is it design work for people or is it? It's um, SVG files for crafters like Glowforge, uh, Cricut, Cameo, or Silhouette, I mean. And uh, yeah, I just, I try to put a new one on every single day. So are they? So are there also like? Do you take custom pe- uh, work? I I have one or two custom files, but okay. not generally speaking. Okay. Wow, I'm just always interested in because there's always what I'm always amazed at the people that make this work is there's different revenue streams, and I'm always interested at in how people kind of use those, right? And it, it it's uh you know. It, it it doesn't have to, you don't have to be one channel, right? You don't have to just be YouTube or just Etsy or any, I don't know. It just always right. fascinates me and how people diversify and kind of spread out their revenue streams. So Yeah, I actually, I think I bring in revenue from 25 different sites now. Wow. <laughs> um, wow. That's incredible. I also do like Shutterstock. I do vector art for Shutterstock. And I put it on like eight on a week. I do one Etsy every day. And I'm also on design bundles, which is just like Etsy. But it's oh, like design bundles ads. is an absolute lifesaver. <laughs> I, I, I recently heard about that. I don't even, I mean, I've heard that name a lot quite recently. I don't even know what it is. What is it? Oh, They're my. kind of new to the game, but they are just a digital file seller. And okay. it's mostly for crafters. Even though they do sell like Procreate brushes and stuff like that, it's mostly craft files. Oh, where they kill it, where they absolutely kill it, Ethan, is they do these bundles. Yeah. That are just to die for. Like you could spend like 25 bucks and just get thousands of things in one file. It's amazing. So like oh. so that you could use like to engrave on your cutting boards? Is that kind mm-hmm. of is that what yep. you mean? Like all right. Yeah, oh yeah. Like put on, you know, make personal cards or whatever. Yeah. All of it. Yeah, all okay. of it. I've used their I um you know who turned me on to them actually? Bruce. Um Brew Daddy 
turned me on to it. He said, oh, you know, he might, mentioned this might be the first episode you mentioned him before I did. <laughs> <laughs> he um he mentioned them to me once and I was like, oh man, this is just like fantastic. Like I am so into this. And what's cool is there's a lot of times where you'll want to do something and they've already done the work. Like it's right. sometimes you just I and I know it's like it's counterintuitive to everything we're talking about, but you know, sometimes you just have to get something done. <laughs> like there it it's okay to buy someone else's work and, you know, use it appropriately. It's okay. Exactly. In fact, I encourage it. <laughs> <Because I'm laughs> oh, <bored>. really? <laughs> Wonder why. Wow, I'm looking. I can't believe. You know, it's really funny, by the way. I didn't know you had um, an Etsy shop until we started talking. Oh, and really? I just recognized one of the graphics from one of your videos. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, I'm always using those. It's just like, oh, I've already got this made. Well, I got this from Etsy. And I'm like... <laughs> Oh, now I know. Now I know. See, that's the secret, guys. Start an Etsy store, then start a tutorial and show how to make the stuff that's on the Etsy store. <laughs> yeah. Got you figured cool. out, Anne. <laughs> we figured out your secret. <laughs> so you do you do graphic design, you do Etsy, you're loading up, you're doing basically stock content on every, I mean, you've really figured out how to get your stuff out to a lot of different places and do a lot of different things with it. That's, that's usually a hard thing for people like to get sorted. Usually they'll get stuck in a rut where it's like, Oh, I have, I have this and that's where I sell stuff. But you're like, Nope. Well, everywhere. I struggle with that too. I mean, even content stuff, it's like, I, I figured out, you know, I figure out Instagram. I maybe, you know, I figure kind of figure out YouTube. I don't like, I can't, be trouble bothered by figuring out TikTok and you know all these other things right so the fact that you're on all these platforms is impressive well it was like a long um kind of time frame between the beginning i, I started shutterstock and all of those sites because i do iStock and adobe stock and all this and i put all the same files on on, on all of those mm-hmm. so i started that back in 2015 and I really got a process going with that probably for a year or so. And then, yeah, I started branching out to Etsy and some of these other places. So it's so funny too, because every time I think of a new one, I'm like, oh, I get so excited about it. And then I'm like, <laughs> I start it and yeah. I'm like, holy crap, I don't have time for this. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I'm looking, I'm looking through the stuff you have on Etsy. I, I, I'm in... <clears throat> Look, I'm not going to lie. I'm impressed by anyone who can kind of do what you're doing with your Etsy shop. Like I, I, so just for those of you listening, cause this is a, this is an audio show and it doesn't work so good to try to translate, but her Etsy shop is 36 pages of stuff and it's all different. Like you, do you just like sit there sometimes and go, Oh yeah, I'm just going to knock a few of these out. Oh, I got an idea. And let me just, cause I, I'm looking at one page right now, right? You have like, um, like the stuff for the school. So you have like swimming, swim team, dance, volleyball, softball. And I see what you did. It's actually brilliant. You have the, you have basically sets for each sport and like, yeah, where do I the think... ideas, where do those ideas come from? Um, just kind of a, another gap in the, in the marketplace, I guess. Mm-hmm. Just saying, oh, there's not too many of these out there. I'll make some of these. Yeah. So that's where that came from. But you probably notice that I do have a lot of the same type of graphic with just a few word changes. Sure. You know, so that. that really helps with, 
you know, kind of automating the process. All I need to do is change a word and then do some stuff in Illustrator and it kind of all. I call that good business. Right, exactly. (laughs) I call that good business. I mean, you know, somebody's looking for wine, you know, they don't care. They don't care, you know, what the wine glass has in it. They just like, oh, look at this. There's like 12 different designs for wine. And that's going to look great when I print it on my Cricut and make a really cool thing for somebody. You know, it's, I'm I'm just amazed. I had no idea about this side of you. And I'm, I, I don't want to sound like I, I'm having trouble like balancing. Cause I have like these weird, like I'm, I'm, I'm looking at this and it's kind of, I'm, you know, I'm going to close that tab. Okay, good. Um, because I could literally just look through people's work forever. I enjoy it so much. And I'm, I'm seeing, I actually see an evolution in the stuff that you did too. Like the stuff you're doing now is a little bit different from the stuff you were doing then. And Right. Like my beginning stuff on Etsy is pretty embarrassing. <laughs> is it though? I mean, but I'll be on. All right. So just let's, let's call a spade a spade here. You sold some of that stuff though. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And, yeah. but I think now it sells a little better because you know, I put a little more effort into it once I saw it was going to work, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I tried a little harder, a little later on <laughs> the beginning. Yeah, well, it was like, let me just get this out there. If somebody buys it, fine. If they don't fine. Yeah, totally. I, I, I think that there's something to be said for that too. I mean, it's, you start something and, and if it starts to get legs, you, then, then that's the time to start focusing on it. Yeah. If you're putting, you put some things out there, you put some feelers out there, some teasers out there, and if it doesn't do anything, you, you put it on pause because that's not where your time is best spent at that point, right? right? Like TikTok. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Boy, TikTok's taking a beating tonight. I know, seriously, seriously. Yeah, they, they didn't even hear that pre, pre-record episode, uh, yeah, conversation. Yeah, I'm always on TikTok because I love seeing what other people have done, but the time it may, it takes for me to make a TikTok, it's just not worth it. So yeah. I stopped doing it. Yeah. Do you... Um, do you work, do you do like collaboration stuff with other like YouTubers or other, have you done that kind of stuff or is it just you're on your own doing your own thing? I have done a collaboration with someone once. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> that's the answer. Um, right there. <laughs> that's kind of, works for me. I, I think we both didn't really see much value in it, honestly. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Our, our, both of our user, user base weren't very into it. I think. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. I, uh, collaborations are an interesting thing. And um, Vincent, I think I've talked about this before, but Ben Ueda is, always talks about collaborations. And it's kind of, it's one of those things where collaborations, if you're just trying to collaborate on an idea, both of you are good at what you're doing. And that doesn't really, if you're trying to like mold those two talents together, that doesn't really work. Mm-hmm. But where collaboration does work is when you're not expecting them to be it, it to be one thing, right? You're expecting you're not expecting it to like I'm going to make this and you're going to make this and we're going to make it into one piece. It's more about like I'm going to make my my thing and I have a skill set, but part of my project I have like I'm not as strong at, and oh, yeah. the other person is is super strong at that. And vice versa. And that's when a collaboration works is when it's just like the the other person is adding something to what you're doing already. And you're mm-hmm. not trying to force fit a project together or, an, or design together or a 
you know, whatever together. You're not trying to force that together. You're trying to just take the little bit of things that you do, you're you not as strong at and and the other person is and bring that into your thing. Does that make sense? Yep. That makes so oh, much sense. Makes perfect sense, actually. It's a little, a little scary. You, you and I are starting to starting to understand each other after all these years. <laughs> <laughs> do you do you have um, do you I I'm we obviously you do the digital art stuff. Do you do you do the uh, do you do any like crafting type stuff yourself, or is that you're more into the digital side of stuff? I'm definitely more into the digital side, but I do have a cricket. I've okay. made some little, I've made some of my little roses and things like that. Uh, I don't know if you saw those on my uh, Etsy shop, but yeah, I don't really, I don't really have time to do that kind of <laughs> yeah. crafting stuff when I'm, you know. <laughs> since well, if you're putting out as many videos, if you're putting out three videos a week, I, I'm not blaming really. <laughs> There's, there's yeah. no time for anything at that point. <laughs> <laughs> but I do have the cricket just so that I can check my files if I think something's going to be weird or something like that, I can just, you know, have it cut it and see how it's going to turn out. That's interesting that you say that. It's interesting that you say that because something that I found, and I guess we could talk about that for a second. Um, sometimes, I, and I find it with the Glowforge in particular, like almost every time. In fact, I've taken to designing at my desk upstairs in my office sitting here with my dual monitors and my Wacom tablet and doing all my design work up here. But then instead of going downstairs and first looking at it on the Glowforge downstairs, I do it up here. I load it onto the Glowforge up here so I can see how many things I have to actually fix. I don't think I've ever, and I mean this with a smile on my face because I'm not upset about it. It's just the way it is for me. I don't think I've ever uploaded anything to the Glowforge that was right on the first try. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. Which is um, why it's yeah, interesting. To, it's interesting to me that you said that you have a cricket just so you can kind of test yourself and test your files, because I've found that no matter how many things I think I've thought of, I'll put something on the Glowforge and go, "Damn it, you missed a step again." <laughs> right. Um. With with my cricket and my Etsy shop, with Etsy shop, I get a lot of messages. So like four or five a day where, you know, it's either they don't know how to download the files or they can't get it to work on their cricket. Then I can really troubleshoot it because I have my own cricket. But before I, um, before I got that, it was sort of, I would go to Facebook groups and ask them and let them test the file. I'm like, Oh, I'm just going to buy this thing. (laughs) It's probably worth it. It's probably worth it. It's it's it is funny though how many times you'll you'll think you thought of everything. I mean, I actually sent, you know, I'm embarrassed to admit it, but I saw it because I knew what I was looking for. I did a script font um, that I engraved onto a cutting board, looked beautiful on the screen, and I, after I made it into outlines, I forgot to merge all the outlines, and it cut it. Which <laughs> means yeah, which means that where every outline met the next letter, it was the it was inverted. The Glowforge didn't cut that. So if there was an overlap where one letter tailed into the other, it's like, oh, and it, it actually worked out because the name had letters that were it worked this way, but it ended up looking like a stylistic choice. I was right. like, I'm going with that. I am not going back. I'm not sanding that engrave off exactly and doing what I wanted. Right. Get it. Look at that. That's it's perfect. <laughs> but it, exactly. it's weird because. I feel like that's something I would notice because it's 
you know, I know what it's supposed to look like because it looks a certain way in my head, but I feel like, you know, especially in the art and design field, you know, we are our own harshest heart. There we go. Me trying to talk again. The art, we are our own harshest critics where we will absolutely lose our minds over something that if we don't point out, no one's actually going to see. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That is a tough thing. And I have learned to just say, whatever, I'm putting this out anyway. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, I mean, if it's, I wouldn't put anything out that is not good, but especially a video, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not, I'm not a video editor and I'm like, this is good enough. <laughs> how many, how many, t- so I have, I have a question and we're going to, we're going to, we're going to pull back Anne's kimono here, as we like to say, how many takes does it take for you to do your videos? Because I can't imagine it being a first, a one take. You, I can't imagine you doing one take and doing these videos. I just can't. I, if you are, you are the greatest YouTuber in history. But how many takes does it take for you to get a video that you're happy with? Not counting, obviously not counting your editing, but how many times do you do, you do it over or just go through the process a couple of times? Like, What's your process like when you make your videos? I'm almost embarrassed to tell you guys, but I... I go over and over and over. Like I just cut everything out. <laughs> it is it is really bad. If you listen to the whole thing, it's like 25 minutes of mess ups and then I cut it <laughs> I cut it down to 10 minutes. <laughs> you, and, you are not alone. Vincent Vincent knows this. I, mm-hmm. I what I whenever I try to do like an intro to a YouTube video for me, it's we're talking about like maybe a 15 to 30 second spot and I'll do about 40, 40 versions and none of them are good. So I, I, I appreciate that. And I think that is actually respectable. So Anything the reason I, I bro- could actually be on camera. Oh my God. It's the worst. worst. <laughs> like I can, I can piece it all together and make yeah. it look pretty good. Uh, if it's a screen share type thing. Exactly. But if it's me on camera. It, you can really tell where the chops are. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. When I'm doing, if I do a voiceover, I mean, it still takes me, it doesn't, it's not necessarily one take, but a voiceover maybe is like one to three takes. Mm-hmm. On camera, it's like 20 takes. I, I just don't know what it is. It's just, I, yeah. So I, I just want to. I just want to point out, Anne, I didn't ask you that to like embarrass you or anything. I want people to understand because your videos, right, when you look at your videos, right. they're so polished, so polished. and precise oh and clean. Yes. Yeah. And I want people to understand that that's the final product, mm-hmm. not the input. <laughs> yeah. And I have seen videos where they just talk and talk. And I'm like, how do they do that? I know. I know. I'm so jealous. <laughs> well, and, and and I'm not going to put you on the spot, Vincent, and uh, and I'm not saying that you don't do more than one take, but Vincent is one of those guys. I feel like you can you can do it, Vincent, and I mean that in a really positive way. I feel oh, like you're just, so nice. Yeah, <laughs> made for makers. I did not yeah. do any take any multiple takes on exactly. any of the videos. They exactly. were one take, one shot yep. videos. Every one of them for 31 days. <laughs> I'm so oh jealous of that. God. I mean, I and and it, it and th- there's no quality. Diminished, you know, there's nothing diminished about that. Like it's, you know, what it is. It's, it's a weird thing because I'm, I'm the guy, and I think it's part of my personality. I hate, I hate, and I mean, I can actually feel my hair on my arms standing up as I think about it. I hate doing something more than once. <laughs> like, 
So if I'm going to do something, it may take me a while to settle in and get to it. But when I do it, it's going to be a single shot at it and I'm going to get it right the first time because there ain't no way in hell I'm doing it a second time. Like it's just not happening. I, I wish I had that ability. Right? I do. That would be fabulous. I know. Well, unfortunately, it usually ends up ma- meaning I put stuff off way too long. <laughs> uh, well, I put stuff off because I am like, I did. I just did 28 takes and I still didn't get it. So I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll put that off until next week. I don't, you know, I don't think that's, I don't even think that that's that weird. I think um, Grant on the most recent, one of the more recent episodes of Clamp mm-hmm. was actually talking about how he does his intros for his videos, mm-hmm. his intros and his outros. He does multiple takes of them mm-hmm. before he, before he puts his videos out. And I actually have, look, People have their processes. I'm not saying I don't respect people to do that. I'm just saying for me, I can't. I don't, but by the second, if I have to do a second take, it's because I had a technical malfunction and it didn't get recorded the first time. But, I've yeah, had that no. happen a couple times too. <laughs> it's the worst, right? It is. Especially it's usually when you have the best video. Yeah, it's when your output's the best. It's like, oh, I nailed it. Damn it, I didn't hit record. <laughs> Well, I actually, so I actually got like a, uh, like a, on, uh, like a can, uh, a monitor that mounts on top of my camera because mm-hmm. you have no idea how many times I did like an intro and I'm like, it took me 20 to 30 times. I'm probably exaggerating, but it took me that many times and I'm like, finally nailed it. Right. And then I look at the footage and I'm blurry and I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. so yeah. It's it, it is a struggle, but it's yeah no. But but you're right though. When you when you get it, you know you got it right. There is something mm-hmm. there too. Yeah. We are going to take a quick break. Um, it's not going to be for sponsors. We are going to take a quick break to take a drink and regroup, and then we're going to come back and we're going to do. Um, we'll talk to Anne some more. We're going to do our things of the week, and we're going to thank some very important people and uh, get on up out of here. So we will be right back. One of the things I like to do when we have a, a guest, especially one that I really like and really appreciate and have learned a lot from, is I like to embarrass them because that's what I do. And I just read the greatest paragraph ever. <laughs> I have to I, – I, I don't know why. I just love it. And it just speaks to the kind of person that Anne is. Like, I got to read this. Okay. I'm passionate about design. It's pretty much taken over my life. I fell in love with art at a pretty young age, maybe six years old. When I would trace my My Little Pony coloring book, that morphed into drawing, painting, and taking every art class my high school offered. After that, it seemed the most obvious choice for college was graphic design. I wasn't completely crazy about it yet, but I knew it would probably be hard to sell my artwork for a living. After graduating and getting my first job as a t-shirt artist, I grew to be incredibly passionate about design. A few jobs later, and I'm now involved with art and design nearly every moment of every day, whether it's at my part-time job or my off-time creating vector graphics for Etsy. I love it. That's amazing, <laughs> that by is the way. great, great. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um, actually, I need to update that because I don't really have a part-time job anymore <laughs> doing this stuff. I, I think Part-time that- job being a guest on a podcast. How about that? Yeah. Really? Be a consultant. We'll, we'll, give, we'll give you the consultant rate. Whatever we make on the episode, we'll just... <laughs> I just want you to know that we don't make anything on any episode. So, sorry, but, you know, it's it's we pay, we pay it back in love. <laughs> we pay it back in love. But it's very interesting. Um, one of the things I know... One of the things... What caught my eye about it? Um, when I was a kid, I loved to draw. Okay? I was really into drawing. Like my parents were constantly buying me 
my favorite was colored pencils. I loved colored pencils. I had so many damn colored pencils. I had more colored pencils than just about anybody in the universe has ever had. <laughs> and when you, one of the things you said in there is I would trace my My Little Pony coloring book. My grandfather was a very good artist. Like um, He was actually a professional draftsman. And wow. he always said, because I always would tell him, like, I can't draw. He goes, first, you start with tracing. What? Mm. Yeah. You start with tracing. You learn the way to move your hands the right way. And eventually, you will be drawing. I, I don't know why my grandfather sounds like Bernie Sanders in the story, but he really did sound like Bernie Sanders. I'm not making... That's so funny. Which um, means... <laughs> basically, just mittens sitting in a chair. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that was... It was very funny that that was what he taught me. And he ended up being right because you do learn. And I know that tracing is a thing that we do differently now. Like you bring it into, you bring something into illustrator or whatever, and you set it as a template layer and you draw over it with your pen or you draw curves or whatever digitally. But the concept is still the same. You learn the motions and everything from tracing. I feel like that's I, almost every kid that was really into art was like, would get out their coloring book and trace it and just trace the pictures over and over again. In fact, I learned from a young age that the best way to make a coloring book last was to trace it. Right. You have two coloring books. I think, you know, when I was young too, I would also just copy other artists' artwork that I would see wherever. I just, oh, I want to draw that cartoon that I saw on Saturday morning cartoons, you know? That's awesome. And I think that's the same exact idea where you're just kind of getting a feel for that style or whatever. And then, you know, coming up with your own stuff later, maybe that use that same style. Do you, do you have a sketchbook? Um, I have not had, most of my sketchbooks are mostly for like, you know, logos and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I guess I do, but not really. <laughs> my sketchbook so, is my iPad. <laughs> I was just going to say, so I was curious, the reason I asked is I was curious to know, like, cause I was talking about doodling. Sketchbook, right. How do you doodle? Like, do you just take out your iPad? bring up procreate or whichever and you just start doodling like what what's your like art relaxation look like yeah it's exactly that ipad uh the ipad pencil the apple pencil and uh procreate because it's so easy to take whatever you draw on procreate and move it to illustrator and the time lapse feature is one of the coolest damn things that's ever existed time lapse yeah did you not know you could do this with procreate I don't think so. Oh, Maron. I, okay. In Procreate, there's a feature where you can basically replay all your strokes. Oh, uh, really? Oh, yeah. So it basically, when you draw something in Procreate, I don't know if you have to enable it before you start drawing or if it just does it with every drawing, but, I'm, but there's a way that it will basically save all your individual strokes and changes and whatever, and then you can kick that out as a video file and have like a time lapse of you making your stuff. Wow. So that'd be really good for Instagram or something. Definitely. See? Ah. Hey, we speak in the same language now, and we speak in the same language. <laughs> not very active on my Instagram, but maybe I'll give it a shot. <laughs> I, I always find that in, I always find that interesting when somebody who does a lot of like graphic design work is like a, when they say because I do know a lot of people that do graphic design work that just aren't that active on Instagram, and I'm always surprised by it. Is there? That's what I was just gonna say. I, I'm surprised because I I think you'd be I think you'd do really well on Instagram. Hundred percent. Yeah. Well. Honestly, I don't have a whole lot of time to do just drawing. Mm 
so yeah. much of what I do now on Etsy and stuff is just use kind of a template that I've made. I think I even know that, it's really lame. No, but. I think even that though. I think that like that is an interesting thing. Like I think that's a uh a, I mean it as long as it's not infringing on your on your business, if you could showcase that that's a avenue for you know, for design and business and stuff like that. I think that would be really, I think people would resonate to that. Yeah. I think the thing about it is it really is more to the business side of things. Like, yes, this is going to make money. And uh, as far as the design, I do, you know, I do design it at the very beginning, but as it goes on, I just use the template and And tweak it it it. you know, yeah, tweak it. Right. And, you know, that's, that's more the business side and it's not fun and exciting, but you know, pays the bills. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I, I think there's, I think there's a weird, there's always a weird disconnect with that. Exactly. What you just said where it, you know, it pays the bills, right? Mm -hmm. I think it's almost like, and I'm not saying you, but I think there's this weird vibe of people are like, Oh, I'm, I'm kind of ashamed to say, but I'm doing this to pay the bills. Well, are you though? Like, you know, I mean, not you, like I said, not you, but I have heard this in the past where people are like, yeah, you know, I love doing art and whatever, but you know, my day job, you know, I'm just doing like corporate art basically. And it's like, okay, so you're doing art for a living. You're making money doing art. You know, it's kind of, what's great about it is there's so many ways to, that's great. There's so many ways to turn that into an income now. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I think that, you know. In the end, it's still art. So, yeah, right. You know, like it's all your perspective. And if you think you're not doing something great, then what you think is what matters is the problem. Right. I mean, like you have right. to change your mindset right. about it if you think that way. <clears throat> I think it's I think it's honorable if you love art. All right, granted, you may not be doing great paintings or incredible oil works or whatever, but you're still getting paid to be creative. I one of the things I look there are times where my job is an absolute slog and I hate it okay there are times where I wake up in the morning and my usual morning routine is I wake up I have breakfast I go down to my shop I do a whole bunch of stuff shower and then head to the day job that's pretty much my every morning routine and there are mornings where that time of I'm done in the shop I've taken a shower it's time to go to work well that last step of it's time to go to work is just like Oh, do I have to, you know, even though it's, it's a, it's a creative job. I get to be creative in my job. I get to try things and explore stuff. I get it. But at the same time, I'm also very fortunate that I get to have a job where I can be like, you know, like I was saying, I I spent an afternoon last week just drawing an illustrator. Why? Because it helps my day job. I spent one of the things I did, I, I we had Tabitha Park on last year, and well, some of her class at least I took at work because it helped my product photography at work. It's you funny know? you mention her because um, some of my Etsy designs I took her class on no Skillshare. <laughs> love it. Photos love it. of my stuff, and yeah, I was like, wow, she is so awesome. She, she is, is awesome. literally one of the best humans. She's one of the best humans. I, I you know, I, I talked, I've coined a phrase and I'm kind of proud of myself for coining it, but I called it the creative cork. And um, it happened to me with 
Fusion 360 first. Um, I took a course on Skillshare by Vladimir Mariano, and it was a course on Fusion 360 for 3D printing. And did I learn everything about Fusion 360? No, but I got such a good foundation that it was like somebody pulled a cork. And now I just, Fusion 360 is almost my second language. Like I, I, wow. I'm, not, I'm not an expert, but I am so comfortable with it that I, if it can be done, it may take me a little while, but I can figure it out. Whereas I used to just stare at a blank grid. <laughs> and the same with my product photography. She got me kind of oriented correctly in the way I photograph my products. And I told her, I actually sent her one of my cutting boards for Christmas. Aww. And one of the reasons I did was because after I took her course, there was a noticeable increase in my sales. Like, and I'm not talking like, oh, you're selling a few more. I'm talking, I'm selling a lot more. And yeah. I'm getting, I'm getting people who see my stuff on Instagram and are asking me if I can make something for them similar or whatever. And people weren't asking me that before because my photos sucked. That's the thing. Like photos are everything, and mm -hmm. especially on somewhere like Etsy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. If you can get a class of hers, seriously, she is amazing. I, I mean, we, you know, it's really funny. I always refer people back. There have been people who are just like, you know, your photos. I mean, Ethan, you've been with me long enough. You've known what my photos have evolved into. But, you know, there have been people who are like, wow, where did you learn to do product photography? I'm like, oh, let me tell you where I learned. <laughs> you're going to go to Skillshare and you're going to take Tabitha Park's classes. And then when you're done, you're going to listen to her on this show. Because <laughs> when we when we had her on, we had her on. I uh, people said that they've saved that episode, and they've actually transcribed it for themselves because she brought she brought a couple of tips to the table on how to do stuff and wow. things they sh you should do and shouldn't do, and people have used it as a reference. And I'm like, yeah, see, that's but that's the teaching style, right? That's it's almost something you you take for granted. Like, oh yeah, I can go watch her on Skillshare anytime. But when people get turned on to somebody new and they resonate, kind of like you did with me, Anne, where I watched your videos and I was like, oh wow, this is amazing. Like I'm all in. You know, you sit there and you realize you're ten videos in, and it's it's Friday night, and instead of wanting to go out and hang out, you're sitting there watching Illustrator videos because you're just getting information overload from her, and it's freaking fantastic. Well. Wow. <laughs> And honestly, this is like what we were talking about before we started recording. And is that uh, I'm someone who isn't on Illustrator, doesn't have Illustrator, doesn't have Photoshop. I have uh, Affinity, the the Affinity Suite, and I learned so much from your videos because because they're so good and they're and they're they show it in a way that like all those softwares all kind of copy each other, right? I mean, the mm -hmm. tools aren't that different, mm -hmm. and uh, and and you're exactly right, Vincent. I I, I watch those videos and I I learn so much, and I'm just like, oh, now I, now there's so many things that I could do in a really like long and roundabout way. And I think you've said this, Vincent. I sent I sent Vincent my logo at one point, and Vincent said, uh, I I'm really impressed by the what you were able to accomplish not knowing anything 
I felt horrible no, saying no, and, it. And, and, and no, and, and, and I don't, I, I, I didn't take that in a bad way at all. But like, I, I, I took it in a good way because mm-hmm. I, I was like, yeah, you're right. I don't know anything about this software, and and I, but I was able to figure it out. But what that means is that there's so many easier ways to do it, and mm-hmm. and I've learned that even from like the few, uh, the few videos I've watched of yours. You, you you break it down in a way that's really, really like accessible. And yeah, I don't know. Well, thank you so much. <laughs> I feel like I feel like you know who you you know who I feel like you are like you're the illustrator version of Colin Smith. Colin Smith. From Photoshop Cafe. Okay. I'm gonna have to I actually do not know that name. I'm gonna have to check oh, it out. Oh man. You <laughs> he's another one, you know. I should just one day, I feel like one day I should just make like um like a master page of all the people I've learned stuff from. <laughs> because I I think I've learned from I don't think I've learned from anyone that anyone's ever heard of 90% of the time. And it's like, no, you guys are looking at the wrong people. <laughs> I, I don't know. And and uh have you heard of this Ethan Carter guy? Apparently Vincent <laughs> has learned something from him, but mm. <laughs> once or twice. I mean, I have some token all over here if that counts. <laughs> Oh God, I hit the mic. <laughs> Don't learn how to podcast from me, people. I just bashed my head into my microphone. <laughs> oh, no. oh man. It but you know, I mean I could sit here, I could sit here. I know Ethan can sit here. We can we could totally just, you know, kiss your butt forever. But I think the 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 wind up really to, you know, what we love about your channel and why I want people to check it out is you've taken complex applications and i'm it, i know like i said earlier we talk we're talking a lot about illustrator because it's kind of what ann is known for and what i watch her most for you know i watch the other stuff too but i really watch for the illustrator stuff because hey i make money with illustrator so i need to keep up gotcha. but it's just you you've taken these these super deep programs and you teach them in such an approachable way that it's like oh this isn't impossible and i think that's if i look at the two programs i use the most in my daily life which is illustrator and fusion 360 it's very easy to look at the depth of both of them and go these are impossible to learn Mm -hmm. they're just impossible to learn and you know the old one bite at a time strategy you've done a hell of a job teaching these one bite at a time well, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. <laughs> I know we, we sometimes we go a little over the top, but we we I, we do mean it because <clears throat> what I'll say is that what I when Vincent introduced me to your channel, I went on there and I looked, and there's a video basically for everything I could ever think of, mm-hmm. and and every time I've watched any of them, it, it, I've learned something, even though I don't no illustrator so like so every kind of uh tip or whatever i needed i could find it on your channel so awesome one of the other things that you've done and we haven't really given that a whole lot of attention but something you something else you do on your channel is you actually have like freelance advice and like business advice for graphic design i mean you're not just how to use applications like there's some some really good meaty information in your videos too. Well, thanks. I, I did try to do some of those a little more. They are just a lot harder for me because I do have to be on camera, you know, so mm-hmm. I, uh, that's always a struggle for me. But um, 
Yeah, I try to throw some of those in there, especially if I ha- if especially if I think I have something to say that maybe people don't know about it. I I feel like that's something that you know because most you know the people that listen to this podcast that are their own businesses those those are the kind of videos where it's like oh that's information that you just don't get anywhere else. Hmm. So cool, good stuff. Yeah. So if you're not even if you're not in the Adobe ecosystem, right? If you're not in the Adobe ecosystem at all, there's videos on copyright and trademark infringement. There's videos on there's a really good video about a month ago on making your own fonts. Which by the way. That was, that was like one of those, yep, save that one to use later because I know I'm going to be doing that at some point, but like selling your stuff on Etsy and getting on your different stock photo sites and. Well, and if I haven't made my point already, even if you're not on those and you're on another software, you learn something from them. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's, there's a, there's a, there's a lot of meat on your channel. I am, yeah. I'm really impressed. I mean, you, you know, a lot of people, they tell you. One of the things that they tell you when you're starting an, um, a YouTube channel, and Ethan has, Ethan and I have heard this a million times, you know, niche down, super duper narrow, man, and like don't, 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 don't spread yourself too far out there. And you kind of you're in the Adobe ecosystem mostly, but then there's these these like business videos and graph stuff, like what it's like, basically what it's like to be a graphic designer, like a freelance graphic designer. There's a lot of video videos about freelancing. I think there was a video. Um, yeah, how to sell t-shirts online for free or stuff like that. And yeah. it's, you, you, it's like, wow, I wasn't, you know, when I first started watching your stuff, I wasn't really expecting to find those kind of videos. And I was like, oh, that, that, that's some interesting information. Okay, cool. And it's, it's on brand. It's on brand because you're, here's how to do, here's how to use the applications. Now here's how to do with, here's how to do something with what you create using those applications. So that's pretty useful information also. Thanks. I am, I'm trying to get my brother to start up a, his own YouTube channel and he wants to niche down so far like you're talking about. But I think um, it's actually better to not do that because you have so many more topics available to you mm-hmm. if you don't do it. I, 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 I agree with that. I feel 100%. like that was what, what that is, was the uh, what's that, his uh, what's his medium? He's a pilot. Oh, so I think he should do like you know what he wants like what kind of plane is best to buy for someone who oh, yeah. needs to do that or you know just anything pilot related and he's like well how about just niching it all the way down to only training and i'm like what? no no i totally agree with you yep you'd be surprised i mean i i feel like there's and it may not be a huge market but there is a market for every piece of information that people put on the internet <laughs> one yeah. form it's or also another. how you frame it too yeah. uh, again we've talked about this vincent a lot but like uh you know i do a, a ton of leather work but i i don't want to be known as i don't want to niche down to only leather work and so you know, I do some, I do some traditional, really traditional leather working videos. And then I do some other ones that are kind of more broad and you open up the door for people that aren't into the, they don't care about making a wallet. They, you know, that's not a bad thing. Like it's, it's, it's okay to keep it open to other people, you know, other viewers. Right. Right. So read one of the questions I want to ask you, because um, I always like asking teachers, is kind of so clearly we understand your area of expertise. But what's the one area that you want to really butt up your skills a little bit better um, that you feel like 
they're a little bit of um where you're falling short a little bit. The one thing that you feel like you really need to learn or that's going to take your stuff to the next level. Well, I have two answers for that. Cool. One is hand lettering. I Ooh. would love to know hand lettering. Ooh. I got oh, I got a guy. I'll I'll find the guy, but there's a guy I think you're going to you might even know about him, but um I'll keep looking, but go ahead. <laughs> okay. And then the other thing is After Effects, because I think once I get that down, if I could get that down as well as I have Illustrator down, then my videos would look a lot better. <laughs> I feel like you already explained this. What? So After Effects, explain that again. Oh, it's animation. Um, so, you know, if you want a, a word to move across the screen, okay, then After Effects would be perfect for that. Gotcha. Okay, the name of the guy I was going to ask if you know about is Stefan Kunz. No, I don't know that one either. Oh, if you listen. <laughs> Stefan, how do you spell his last name? K-U-N-Z. K-U-N-Z, okay. Um, so my buddy, uh, Matt Vandeputa, who's a, um, a time-lapse photographer, um, he did a couple of projects with him. And one of the projects was they took a brand new Mustang and they covered the whole thing in hand lettering. Wow. The guy is just, he's absolutely fantastic. It, if you're into hand lettering, that's what he does. He actually has, this is interesting how this all kind of ties back to itself. He actually has um, a whole set of templates you can use for build, for letter building that I actually bought years ago that I've not even used yet. I just bought them because I liked him and I wanted to support him. Uh-huh. Um and he does, um, you can basically learn how to do hand lettering in a really, really elegant, simple way. So that sounds like something I would be interested in for sure. So and I can here, check you know, Evan Koontz. So yep, I just found the video. So I'm going to put that in the, um, in the chat of the call here. Okay. So, so everyone can find it later. And by the way, uh, any kind of um, animation, if you ever get into that, that's huge on like for content creators. Oh, really? What do you mean? Like, so also like I've been, I mean, I, I just recently got some, a really short animation of my logo. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's the kind of thing I want to learn. Oh, for sure. it, 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 you have no idea. There's so many, I mean, I, there's definitely a huge, uh, uh, sub, uh, demand for that right now. So it's very funny. The YouTube channel that I had before the one I have now, <laughs> I'm almost embarrassed to admit I was going through my Fiverr account. Um, I'm looking, we're looking to rebrand the show a little, not change the name, just the branding, the logo, keep the same colors and everything. We have plans for what we're going to do with the show a little bit. Okay. And I paid someone an absurd amount of money for such a simple, like I'm telling you it was a three second animation that I paid for. And I think I paid a hundred bucks for a three second animation. And it was like, it was good. I'm not saying it wasn't good, right? It was it was very good and I couldn't do it. So it was worth it for me to pay someone to do it for me. But yeah, and <laughs> there's a lot of people that would just love to be able to do that kind of stuff for themselves at this point. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, honestly, that I mean, if you're not into that, and uh, you should, because especially for content creators, it, it's, it's, it's very short. Like all we need is something at the beginning of our videos right and a little like splash page yeah something and and you know what and it, it does make a difference it does make it feel more polished it yeah. really and and it doesn't in most of the time like so for mine i just sent him my logo 
And he just, it, it was a very simple thing. He just kind of made it roll and stuff like that. He did a fantastic job and I, I love it. And it, you know, it yeah. was so cool. I, I would pay a hundred bucks, Vincent. I mean, I didn't, yeah. but and- oh, I don't, I definitely, like I said, I definitely don't feel like I was charged an unfair no. amount, but no. it does. Not everybody wants to spend, like, I know people, you know, back to, I think we were talking about frugality. I think we talked about it on the actual show, but some people will literally spend days doing something that they could pay someone to do in an hour so that they don't have to pay someone else to do it. And I have a lot of respect for those people. I don't have that level of commitment to pretty much anything. So I actually appreciate people that are so like, oh yeah, no, I'm not, I'm absolutely not paying someone to do that. If it takes me a year, I'll have the same logo for well, it. I am almost <laughs> to that point. It's <laughs> Yeah, no, and, and and there are absolutely a hundred percent things that I'm that way with. But mm-hmm. at this but at the same point, things like this, I'm like, I do not have that skill level. And mm-hmm. and I also want to like I'm you have that skill level? Like I'm super excited to support you. Everyone wins in this situation because you gave me something that probably took you it probably didn't take you that long. And I don't care that it didn't take you that long. I'm happy because it would have taken me way longer and it's exactly what I wanted. And so I'm so, and, and you know, it's, 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 it's been a game changer for kind of my production. So yeah, I'm happy to pay any kind of money. So if you're not doing that and you really should, because it's. Yeah. There's a whole, like, how much time is this really going to take me to learn? Mm-hmm. Probably it, a lot. Yeah, maybe. I don't think so. I don't think it's actually that probably that hard. I, I think I I think once you so it's very funny because I've used I remember there was a while ago, I'm showing you my age a little bit, but there was a while ago where I wanted to learn Flash. Mm-hmm. And I sat down, I sat down with Flash and a couple of web tutorials. And I had no idea what I was walking into. And by the end, I could do some pretty, I mean, they were basic animations, but I'm not talking like I wasn't going at this for months. I'm talking about I was going at it for like a week. And I I had no idea what I was doing. I had no, like the language was foreign to me, essentially. But I started to understand it. And I feel like, again, it's the creative cork, right? Once, Once you break that wall down, it all just starts flowing. And once it starts flowing, it's like, okay, now I understand. Now I understand. Well, and I think I think if you understand the basics of this whole thing, it's yes, the the learning curve is a lot less. Yeah, you do have the basic tool knowledge, even if you don't have the application knowledge. That's true. That's an, that's a big advantage, by the way. <laughs> so, you speak Adobe, <laughs> but I, I, but I, I I honestly mean this is that there's a lot of people out there that are getting into the content creation and just need a very basic animation to make it look like they know what they're doing. Right. Hence, <laughs> hence me, and uh, and it doesn't take much. So just go look at my like my latest YouTube video. And you'll you'll see the graphics. It's not complicated, but it but I do think it makes a difference. I do think someone that watches that is like, all right, this is like, it's not just a someone that's like doing it in their basement. It's it's someone that actually is taking it seriously. Does that make sense? Yeah, like it, it looks professional because you know it is a professional something mm-hmm. a professional created. 
It doesn't have to be. You're taking it seriously in your basement as well. Right. Exactly. Right. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. By the way, congratulations on that video popping off. On me? Yeah. No, I know. I, uh, yeah, I got, I'm, I'm pretty good. That's a pretty good number. I'm monetized all of a sudden. Wow. Really? Congratulations! Yeah. Oh, oh it's, boy, it's huge. I had a, I I had a huge week on YouTube, and I and Vincent, you're only getting this because it's the end of the episode, and I'm I don't care about anything. But um, no, but yeah, no, I had a big week on YouTube. I had, uh, I got monetized. Um, I had over a hundred thousand uh, views and wow. uh, over two thousand subscribers, and it's big it's it's one of those things where i i i really am humble enough that i don't like celebrating these things but at the same time it's it's kind of important once in a while to celebrate yeah that is so awesome yeah thank you Uh, you know it's funny ethan's gonna outgrow me one day and i'm just gonna sit here going i need to find a new co-host because (laughs) ethan's it's too big for this no. crappy little show, mm-hmm. and that's going to be the end of it. And this show is part of why I've gotten to where I've been. So, oh, I, I like I'd like to believe that. I'll 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 let, I'll let that one sit there. I'll believe that. I'll, <laughs> I'll I'll allow myself to believe that. That's good. We have we have a way of launching careers into the stratosphere. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Come on this show. It's the first step toward the rainbow road of fame. <laughs> Um, and yeah, I, you know, it's funny. I, I, I went back cause I was like, what, what is he talking about with his logo? And I'm like, oh yeah, I did notice that animation. It's a very, yeah, it does. It does actually look kind of cool. And I like how you dropped it right onto your business card that way. It looked, it looked mm-hmm. really nice. Yeah. Cool. All right. So we are going to do our things of the week. the week and what is tradition on this show? Well, when we do things of the week, we usually let our guests go first. So our lovely guest, Anne, um, why don't you tell us what your uh, thing of the week is? Well, my thing of the week is the iPad, the iPad Pencil, and Procreate. So really, Procreate is the main <laughs> thing of the week. And I just love it because it is easily transferred. It's something you can just draw on your iPad with, you know, just to relax or whatever, do, do some doodles, and then you can bring it right into Illustrator and image trace it and so you get a really really nice image trace from it oh it's it it's surprisingly good at that by the way Mm -hmm. Uh, it's i i I don't know i mean so i have i have a wacom tablet on my desk right now i'm looking right at this cursed little thing i have um i have a surface pro Mm -hmm. and i have the apple the ipad pro with apple pencil and i gotta tell you Apple got that right where everyone else has failed. I'm sorry. There is no better digital pen technology than Apple Pencil, period. I will put it up against anything else. And I promise you, anyone that's in their right mind will tell you that it's they just nailed it. And it's so good. And when you combine that with good software, it's it's just unstoppable. Yep. I also have a Wacom. And... Mm -hmm. While I love it, I use it instead of a mouse. So Mm -hmm. I use it for everything. But, and it's not one of the ones that have the screen on it. I think those are Cintiqs or something. Yeah, the Cintiq. Yeah, I wish I had that. I wish I had Cintiq money, as they say. (laughs) Right. This one is just like the $80 one you can get, you know, the cheapest one there is. And I love it, but it does not, 
you know, you try to draw something in Illustrator and it's just not the same at no. all. Like it's not even close <laughs> to the Apple Pencil with no. They have absolutely, and I've used the Cintiq before, and I do feel like they have just, they've just nailed it. They've they've absolutely nailed the way a pen would behave. They've nailed the feel of it. It like I'm holding the style. It's funny. I think you and I probably have the same Wacom tablet. <laughs> I'm holding the pen in my hand right now, and it feels like I'm holding nothing. Like it, there's no weight to it. There's no. Yeah. Ha- I mean, it's comfortable, but it doesn't have that nice that that substantial feel to it that the pencil has. The tip isn't as nice. It doesn't feel as nice on the tablet itself. And I, yeah. I don't know. I don't. Know. I just feel like it's the one thing that Apple just. They just said, we're going to make this now and we're going to show you all how it's done. Yeah. And the first generation one, which I had the first generation of pencil was great. The second generation one is just, whoa. <laughs> it's just, I'm not even sure which one I have. How does yours charge? Um, it charges with a wire that you pull the back off of it. Oh, oh, and <laughs> it's the one, number one. So that's the first generation one, which was great. <laughs> But I promise you, <laughs> it's transformative. The second generation one is because tra- it it magnets to the top of the iPad. And that's oh, how it charges. Really? And oh, it charges nice. wirelessly to the top of the iPad. It's it's so much easier than taking that little cap off and plugging it into the iPad or plugging yeah, it into a, a, a cable. You're really careful about not losing that cap also. Yep. Yeah. Ask me how I know. (laughs) (laughs) Ask me how I know question. But I, I, when I got, I got that one and it really was like, whoa, this is so much better. And then I got this one. It's like, oh man, how did they make something that good better? And it's just, they really do. They have this figured out better than anyone else. So question for you, which one do they feel the same when you're using them? Or is it just the charging that's better? So, What's interesting is, so they are a little more, they have a slightly higher resolution to the screen okay. and there's a little less um, floatiness to it. I, I, it's hard to describe. You probably know what I'm talking about. When you draw with, when you draw with rubber on glass, there's this weird floaty feeling to it. Okay. And yeah, there's an yeah. ever so slightly, and look, I'm totally nitpicking. I get it, but <laughs> there's a tiny, tiny, tiny bit of lag behind where your point is and where the app is. Um, and that's not a con- that's not a product of the speed of your device. That's a that's a product of just the technology. It's just okay. that's what it is. And the better the better it gets, what you notice is the lag reduces. And the lag on the new pencil to the screen to what you see is, I mean. Just awesome. It goes from really, really, really light to imperceptible. It's it's almost like drawing. And if you get one of those, so they have all these different things you could put on the screen. There's a whole bunch of different brands of them. Um, and there's different brands of tips, but you can get a combination that actually feels like you're drawing on paper. It's It's really impressive. It's. I would I would highly recommend it. In fact, even if you don't even if you don't upgrade to a new iPad with pen with a new pencil, um, I'll, I I can't remember the name of it, but there's a bunch of companies that make screen protectors that have friction on them. I've and heard that, of that. Just, so that it's like paper, right? Yeah, and that tiny little bit of friction just makes it so much nicer to draw on. Hmm. Um, I'll definitely I, look into that. I probably won't get the new iPad or any. Or I mean, the iPad <laughs> pencil, but. Uh, 
Well, the pencil only works. The thing is, that's the this is what sucks about Apple, right? The second generation pencil only works on the third generation and fourth Mm -hmm. generation iPad Pro. Huh. So the newest, and then one one generation back. Yeah, because I have. We decided to go with the cheaper version. (laughs) No, hey, I don't blame (laughs) you at all. But that's what's crazy, right? So the cheaper one, right? But the cheaper one is freaking awesome. Like it's. Mm-hmm. I didn't get the new one because the old one was bad. I got the new one because I wanted the new one. Right. <laughs> it was like, right. That was the reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and it's it's amazing how good they got. It. I know I don't want to. I hate gushing about Apple because I'm not the biggest fan of the way Apple does. No, there's and, there's things good and bad about Apple. Right? But man, yeah. pencil is definitely one of those things where it's like, man, it, I don't know how they nailed it, but they nailed it. All I want, yeah. all I want, and I don't care. I'll pay any amount of money for it. Apple, if you're listening, I know you're not, but if you are, <laughs> I will pay any amount you charge for a phone that works with pencil. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, yeah. All I want. Yep. Yeah. All I want. I get that. I'll be the happiest human yeah, on no. Earth. Yeah. But, or maybe, you know what they're going to do? They'll probably do like a pencil mini. <laughs> and it won't be compatible with the iPad. It'll be like a toothpick. It'll just be like a toothpick that you're going to lose. It'll it'll be chrome plated <laughs> and it'll cost $650 <laughs> on top of the $1,800 phone. That's how Apple does business, folks. <laughs> I don't spite people the right to make a dollar. That would be very hypocritical of me. I am a blatant capitalist. <laughs> um, I'm going to go next because um, I want to. I'm going to Ethan finish up the wow. thing of the week this week. <laughs> um, I'm going next because it's time. It's that time. It's the time. It's time where we worship the queen. We have to worship the queen this week, Ethan. Okay. You know who the queen is, right? Yeah. Yeah. We know who the queen is. The queen is, of course, Mary Lou. Yeah. And yeah, I know, you know what you're saying. If, if we were still doing video of the week, which we don't do anymore, but if we were still doing video of the week, I'm pretty damn sure. Mm-hmm. That the two-part magnum opus, the tale of her night tables, yeah. would one hundred percent be the videos of the week. I look. I have said it. I've said it to her when she was on the show. I've said it to her personally. Mary Lou is a good friend of mine, mm-hmm. and I will just say this much: those two videos, I did not move from. Mm-hmm the tv while they were on i watched every second of them they were unbelievably done it's just the girl is just a ball of talent the likes of which we mere mortals cannot comprehend and i'm not just saying that because i absolutely adore her because she's a close friend those two videos really do show why she is one of the best on youtube and i honestly mean I said it when she was on as far as her storytelling ability, her ability to take a sh- to set up a shot, her ability to light her subject, her ability to just move the story along, her ability to pick music. I mean, the girl just can do no wrong as far as I'm concerned and they were just incredible incredible videos. She's an incredible person. Um and she's what we like to call someone who is criminally undersubscribed. So <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so uh, can I comment on your thing of the week? Oh, you absolutely. I hope I hope the whole world comments on my <laughs> thing of the week because we are now speaking of the queen and therefore we must all be in unity. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, everything you said and more. Um, she is. Yeah, she's 
what I love about her videos is she has a style that she will not compromise for anything. And her style is like makes her it's her brand and I love it. And I love that she put it into two two videos. Um, I think I think I think that made sense for the length of them. Um, But, you know, but it's it's one of those things where it's just like. You want to watch both, right? Um, But yeah, but anyways, she has a very stylistic approach to her videos that she's not willing to compromise. And I'm glad that she's not willing to compromise those. Right. Uh, They're very, yeah, she knows what she wants to make and she makes them. And I really, really appreciate that. So I I wrote to her while we were, while I was watching the videos, I was like, you know, if we still did video of the week, yeah, exactly. You would be video of the week this week. I said, but just know that you are my thing of the week as of right now. And thank you for making it easy for me. Yeah. She's, she's fantastic. She's one of those people that makes a good project, like a beautiful piece. She also makes a very beautiful video and, Mm -hmm. and at the same time makes it a stylistic piece that is hers and hers only and that's beautiful so yeah hats out that's your thing a week but i also appreciate it (laughs) she is i i I call her guys i say it all the time i call her the queen for a reason yeah i don't she is the queen that is it there is nothing more to discuss about it she is the queen and this is so i'm looking right now it's 35 minutes the two videos combined and I promise you, I promise you, it's every bit as good as, but it just, it's fantastic. You should watch both of them. You should enjoy both of them. She's an unbelievable talent and she's a really good friend of us. And, you know, yeah. and it's, and it's one of those, it's, it's, well, one of those, the two of those videos that watch them, watch them, not because you want anything out of them other than just enjoyment, just, mm-hmm. just watch them for entertainment. And that's, I think that's, something that we we lack right now is like we want i want education i want or i want whatever just watch them watch them to watch them and and you'll be completely entertained the entire time so as i was like to say just watch them because they're good exactly exactly (laughs) watch them because they're good well So. so i'm gonna do my thing of the week real quick because it's not really exciting at all because i had nothing this week but my thing of the week is uh well so i posted a video tonight where i made a keychain um and i got all the components from buckleguy.com and that's my thing of the week uh that website is it's a small i mean i don't it's not a very big business uh, but he specialize. They specialize in like leather products and and fasteners and keychains and rings and all those things. And so I I got uh, this keychain that uh, I'm really excited about. I'm really really happy about. And so I made a keychain out of it this week. And it's it, the quality is just really top notch. It's really really high end. Um, and you know it's it's more expensive than you get off of uh, Amazon. But everything you get from their website uh, is high quality. You never have to question anything about it. So I, I, that's, that's it. That's all. That's my thing of the week. It's, it's super simple. I know it's not exciting, but 
anything you get from buckleguy.com is going to be really high quality. And I'm really, I, I have no qualms about recommending them for anyone that's doing leather work or anything. So sweet. We will definitely have that link in the show notes for everybody to yeah. find. Um, I'll take a minute to thank our donors. Um, we have a little bit of an announcement this week too. Um, we are changing up. We're changing a couple of things about the show. Um, we are working on, I'm working with a designer. We're coming up with a new logo because I feel like the logo needs a refresh. It's that time, you know, you want to keep your stuff looking shiny. If you guys, uh, any of you designers out there want to try to come up with a logo that encompasses the show, by all means, if you just keep the black, white, and purple together and keep the colors in it, um, I'm happy to entertain any ideas y'all might have for a logo. Um, if you want to submit something, but I'm, I'm working with somebody who may or may not, we may or may not use the logos that we're getting from this guy. I don't, I don't know. I'm not over the moon with it. I may take a crack at just doing it myself because why the hell not? Right. But, um, that's one of the things we're doing. The other thing we're doing, and Ethan and I talked about this, um, we are working on merch because we have talked about it in the past. Um, we are working on merch. Um, Ethan's seen I've had a couple I have a couple of t-shirt designs that I've been putting together and I even have a a pretty cool design for a coffee mug um, that I actually really that's my favorite by the way the coffee mug is definitely my favorite design Um, so we're going to have those we're going to have a a merch shop set up um, right off the website we'll we'll figure it all out we'll figure out the logistics but that's coming soon Um, and we are going to continue to accept donations via Buy Me a Coffee. And why are we doing all this, guys? Well, we're doing all this because we are not going to be taking sponsors anymore. Um, I had to think about it, and Ethan and I talked about it. The reality is that last year we made a certain amount of money from sponsors, and it was good, and it was fun to have sponsors. And we had a couple that were possibly lined up for the next couple of weeks. And you know what the truth is? Based on the response and this is on you guys, but based on the response that we got from buy me a coffee and when we put out that link and getting support from you guys, that response was so overwhelming to us that it made us realize that I'd rather the, I'd rather the support come from you guys. I would rather do, I'd rather be accountable to you guys than be accountable to sponsors. So we are not going to run sponsors anymore. Um, the only sponsors of this podcast are going to be whoever donates in our donors segment. And that's going to be how we're going to run the show from, from now on going forward. So, you know, you're not going to hear ads. We are still going to take a break at the middle of the show because frankly, I can't talk for two hours anymore without having a drink. I'm just getting old, but we really do appreciate everything that you guys have done. We do appreciate the overwhelming support that we've gotten. I did not expect um, I didn't expect anyone to bite and not only did people bite, but y'all bit really hard and you're taking good care of us. And just so you know, I mean, the show, if we keep this up, will be self-sufficient. This It wasn't self-sufficient last year. Frankly, it wasn't. It cost us money to do the show last year. I don't care. Again, I'm telling you this in the issue, in the interest of being fully transparent. The podcast cost us money to make last year as it is right now. <laughs> We're halfway to it paying for itself in February because you guys are so generous. And I mean this from the bottom of my heart. We are going to focus extra hard on being accountable to you and our listening 
public and doing the right thing by you guys and giving you whatever it is that you want. I'd rather you guys hold our feet to the fire if we're not doing a good job than trying to make some sponsor happy. It just, it feels like a better way to do things. So going forward, our sponsors are now you guys. So congratulations. Y'all just bought an ad spot on a podcast. (laughs) Um, so like I said last week, since we don't have a ton of donors, you know, we have some very generous donors, but we don't have a lot of donors. Um, we are going to give credit to all of those donors every week while it's still a feasible thing to do. So the list this week is as follows. Leanne and Nick from Hemlock and Hyde, Dave from Atomic Airship Works, Emily Joyce, Ed from Ed's Clocks and More, Rory from RLL Woodworks, Chris from Full Steam Designs. Jeff Stein, a.k.a. a weird guy. Debbie Haddock, Gary Hayduke. Oh, Gary. (laughs) Jerry Hayduke. Sorry, Jerry. I knew that was going to happen, too. I knew I'd get one name wrong. And Joey from JH Custom Woodcraft. Guys, we couldn't do this show without you. Literally, we couldn't. Um, I'm glad that we're able to change our business model and do this in a way that, you know, makes you guys the boss. So thank you. Thank you for doing this for us. I, I really mean that. And I know everybody that runs Patreon and all these, they always tell you the same thing. It's like, oh, we couldn't do this without you. Well, I mean, realistically, we could do this without you, right? But I wouldn't want to. Like, I wouldn't <laughs> want to. I love the idea that you all have taken such an interest in what we're doing week after week that you want to be a part of it. And we're going to make it worth your while to be a part of it. We we're getting to the point where we've kind of started to figure out what we're going to do for you guys. And it's going to be good. It's going to be good. We we're not going to just, you're not just going to donate and thanks. And we shake your hand and say, have a nice day. There's, there's going to be some rewards for the donors, you know, whether you did a one year don't, you know, one year in advance donation, whether you just bought us a couple of coffees, whatever donation you made will be rewarded. We That's our plan. We're going to make it worth all of your while, but thank you so much for everything you've done for us. And we really appreciate it. And I think that brings us to the end of our conversation, and I'm very sad. <laughs> Hello? Oh, sorry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I lost you, you again. So I'm like, no! <laughs> thank you so much for having me on the show. It was really fun. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, I'm so glad we got to talk to you. I'm so glad that I hope we've exposed a whole bunch of people to, you know, your channel and the way you teach and all the stuff that you do, because I have learned, and I've said it a million times, but I feel like I just have to say it one more time. I've learned so much from watching your videos. Um, you're one of those people that when one of your new videos pops up, you know, usually in the morning while I'm having my breakfast, it's like, oh, cool. Click, watch, whatever it is. I don't care if I'm going to be late for work and be late for work, but I'm going to watch your video before I go to work because technically watching your video is helping me work. So it works out. <laughs> well, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And um, I'll have all the links um, aside from your YouTube channel. Um, is there any place you'd like to send people to, to find you? Um, if you want to watch my classes on Skillshare, I'm out there um, just under Ann Bracker Design, I think. Let me, okay. I'll, I'll double check that. But okay. um, you can find my classes that way. If you're already on Skillshare, they're they're free for you. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think you can also get two free week, two free weeks with a referral link. Um, so that's an option too, if you don't have a subscription to premium. 
Yep. And if anybody wants, if anybody wants those two free weeks, just um, message me. I'll give you my link. I don't care. <laughs> it, it helps everybody. <laughs> you sign up. You sign up. I do well. See, that's another way you could support the show. Get my Skillshare to be free. That would be great. <laughs> right. Um, awesome. Um, I. I guess that just about does it for this week. Um, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for giving us so much of your time. This is probably a little more time than I told you you were going to spend with us, and I'm a little sorry about that. But I'm a chatty no Kathy, and I like it that way. <laughs> no problem at all. I had fun. All right, awesome. And uh, thanks for the reviews. By the way, we got five reviews this week. I and guys, you're going to make us cry and. You know I've cried on this podcast more than once. So um, if you if you want to hear me cry, just keep those reviews coming because there's a good chance that when we finally do read these, I will cry because some of you said some really, really nice stuff and we really appreciate it. Keep those reviews coming. Even if you're, you know, we, all, we, we spent some time talking about the donors, but you don't have to donate to provide value to the show or to thank us. You could just share the show, leave a review. All of that stuff is very important helping out the show. Um, we really appreciate all of it. Anything you do to help the show, we see it, we love it, and we appreciate it, and we love all of you. And thank you so much for listening. We'll be back again next week. We, I think we have a guest for next week. If we don't, it may be Ethan and I just bawling our eyes out as we read the amazing reviews you guys left us. But if not, we'll figure it out. Um, until then, have a great week, everybody. We'll talk to you then.